Let's get retarded. Ha. Let's, <laughs> Let's get, get retarded in here. Oh no. <laughs> You're listening to America's most familiar podcast, The Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and my life is like a fun house of mirrors, except all of the clowns are me. I'm Ben Sheets, and I just really hate ska. Hi, I'm Cleveland Mosier, and despite all my rage, I'm still just a Nicolas Cage. (laughs) I feel like I've made that one before. Oh, yes. Yeah, multiple times. I don't remember. Oh, well, you, I guess you've, the Wicker Man. You've used "Despite All My Rage" before, but I don't know if it's ever directly it led was. into I Nicholas think it, Cage. I think I've done that one before. I, but hi, yeah, my name is anyway. Fucking Reinfeld. We're <laughs> that's what we watch. We're coming. We're coming, we're coming to you. We're coming to you. Defeated. We're coming to you. Broken. Tired. Broken men. Tired. Exhausted. Uh, we just got back from seeing Renfield, as Cleveland would call it, Reinfeld. Which you know, I'm glad you 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 mentioned it a second ago. <laughs> I you kind of pulled the uh... the eight mile rabbit thing, where he like throws it out before it's called out before somebody else can yeah. bring it up. Yeah. yeah, before the movie, the last trailer was for the. The new movie, uh, The Demeter. Movie. The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which we did predict. Yes. Uh, we just got a new trailer for it. I think it looks fun, um, but... It's kind of bad. Uh, that's, that's another Dracula movie, Dracula on a Ship. And Cleveland asked, do you think Reinfeld is going to be in that one? <laughs> And we said, what, Renfield? And he said, Renfield, Reinfeld. It's like, motherfucker, we are in the theater to see a movie called Renfield. It's the same character. Don't tomato tomato this shit. I will. I will tomato Cleveland tomato. got so mad. That is like the that is like the most aggressively that Cleveland has snapped down. at me in years. I'm sitting down. I'm trying to watch this goddamn movie. I, I'm just it hasn't started yet. Like, you think like... You know, Renfield or Renfield or whatever is going to be in the movie. See, and... if you had said if you had said that, then I wouldn't have clowned on you. you no, know, but... because if he's on the ship, there's like great shot of him. You know, at the bottom of the stairs, and uh, that's the best scene. In I mean, the, yeah, is I mean, I think that's a valid question. Will Renfield be a character in uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter? I don't know about Reinfeld, though. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, I'm sorry I got mad at you in the movie theater. I was just. That's okay, man. Meanwhile, I'm just over there losing my shit. No hard, no hard feelings. <laughs> One yeah. of the funniest things. Uh-huh. No hard feelings, but I speak. I, I do have some hard feelings. Oh yes, yeah, about this movie. About this movie. Well, it's funny. This movie was actually directed by an energy vampire, Chris McKay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What has uh, he done? Uh, he the Lego movie, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, I just meant like he's an energy vampire for this movie specifically. Yeah, I get. Okay, yeah, that's good. I was just curious. Like, yeah, like you know, the what, Lego you know, movie was good. I'm a huge fan of Legos. Big fan. Never seen the Lego movie. It's pretty good. I hear it's good. I've I've heard good things. I I don't I don't care. Um, but Chris it. but Chris McKay directed this movie. Uh, saw in the credits that the the screenplay was by Robert Kirkman, like the Robert Kirkman, the graphic novelist who did like The Walking Dead and stuff, which is unexpected. Uh, you know, words on the page don't always work 
when spoken. Yeah, well, this yeah, movie is right not. This movie, I feel like it it does it. It's a discourtesy to say words on the page because this is a words on the internet ass movie. Yeah. I. Uh. You know, people have been throwing around the term Reddit movie a lot lately to describe a lot of things. Cocaine Bear caught the Reddit movie allegations. And it's, I'm kind of just like, ah, eh, whatever about it. But, like, this is the first movie I've seen in a hot minute where I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, this is a fucking Reddit, Reddit. movie. And well, I've never more, heard that term before. Even more I, I so like... than that, like, we've been talking about movies that feel like out of a different period of time, this feels like like a mid twenty tens, yeah, comedy. Man, not even. I would say this feels like out of like fucking two thousand eighteen. So it's like just old enough to like feel disjointed, but not old enough to be nostalgic about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've been seeing trailers for that fucking uh Jennifer Lawrence like sex comedy, whatever that movie's that called. Looks right out 2008. That movie looks that movie looks terrible, but like when, every time I see the trailer I'm like, oh yeah, right? Yeah, they they used to make movies like this back in, like, well, 2007. Like mid-2000s. Like, I'm talking about mid-2010s where, like, Nicolas Cage started being, like, yeah. a Reddit meme. Yeah, the, the, the earliest... I would say this movie feels right out of the earliest days of the Trump presidency <laughs> in terms yeah. of just, like, culture shit. It's, man, it n- not politically or anything. It, yeah. it doesn't... It, Thank it, God. Uh, yeah, geez. We'll get into some of that, but, like, the political stuff of this movie is all the therapy speak. Yeah, well, yeah, it's... This movie doesn't have politics, but it does have, uh... It does have sort of a, uh... A culture war agenda. No, no, well, here's the thing. Like, it does... A cultural agenda, rather, I should say. Sorry, I'm just gonna re-co-opt a fucking alt-right term, but, like, the movie signals some hella virtue, man. It's just out here being like, we're talking about important things, and it's like, I'm here to see a vampire's head explode. Folks, like... (laughs) Listen, folks, Dracula, he's woke now. He's a woke narcissist. Wokula. 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 Well, actually, I guess Dracula is the least... He's the, he's the one character in the movie who's not woke, and that's why he's canceled. Yeah. Dracula's Ren, canceled. He's Renfield. Cancula. Dracula is... Dra- let's, let's, let's count the things. Dracula. Manipulator. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Abuser. <laughs> Abuser. Narcissist, dude. The jokes you're making right now are way funnier than sociopath. <laughs> Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dracula voted for Trump. Dracula voted for Trump for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I fucking want to die. <laughs> Bro, I. I, I, I it's you. You know what's really, what's really funny is that. So yes, the the whole crux of this movie. Renfield, Dracula's familiar. He uh it, it treats it it treats their relationship as a toxic, abusive relationship that he's trying to escape and self-actualize. And he goes to these uh these 
quote unquote assholes anonymous. Yeah, assholes anonymous. What is it? There, it's codependent. codependent yeah, codependence anonymous or some shit like that. One hundred percent does not exist. Yeah. So he goes. He goes to these meetings and he describes. It's like and he's listening to these people describe their like abusive relationships. Where it's like, oh, everything seemed so great in the beginning. He charmed me into thinking that he was the only one who cared about me and we would travel and do all this shit and he's like oh that's like my relationship with my boss Count Dracula but you know what the movie does that to you the audience too that's what the movie did to me because like it starts with like some nice little charming things they do like they shoot Nicolas Cage as Dra- is like the Bela Lugosi I Dracula yeah, the they, they, they do some nice narration which we'll they, get into. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that. It, the movie never knows when to shut up. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. But it's like, yeah, they do some nice little stuff. It's like they, they do the setup with, where they just do like some straight up like shot for shot like recreations of like the old universal Bela Lugosi Dracula. It's kind of cute. And then, you know, we get some stuff with like the lair in like the basement of the hospital and Nick Cage, like as he's like reforming and he's just like in this yeah, great, makeup's great, great rubbery, like monster makeup with like this really cool, like throne he's got with like all these blood bags hooked up behind it. it. So and it's like, the light yeah, it's and it's like, uh, this kind of stuff is like, Oh yeah. Like hey, maybe some, of the, some, of the, some of the jokes are a little bit annoying, but like, this has kind of got, like, a cool sense okay. of style. Like, I kind of like some of the stuff that Maybe we're I doing. Put all that aside. And then, over the course mm-hmm. of the movie, as you start getting into the relationship, you start to see that it uh, is actually totally self-absorbed and up its own ass, laughing at its own jokes, while totally neglecting you <laughs> and, and your wants and your needs and the things that you need to be fulfilled, like, not being stuck in this movie. I mean, yeah, dude, I went to uh, escape honestly... The and then by the end, I just... I, I, bro, by the, by the end of this movie, I hated it so fucking bad. <laughs> and it's like, I win it, like, the first, like, 30 minutes or so, I'm like... This could still turn out all right. Yeah. Maybe this time maybe this time when he says he's going to treat me right, maybe this time he means it. I feel like But he didn't. This <laughs> movie was gaslighting us too. Yes. Because like That's my whole point. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a comedy where the jokes do not land. However, we saw it in a moderately full theater. And a lot of people were laughing at a lot of the jokes that Pretty were much very everybody. unfunny. I, I, and it made me feel insane. I felt like a fucking crazy person. Yeah, it really did well, feel like gaslighting because like everybody around us was fucking laughing their asses off. And I, the movie elicited two or three chuckles out of me. Same, but like let's That's let's it. get crazy about that. Let's let's look into that. The thing. I think the audience was was, I think they were lying. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go real fucking tinfoil hat. Okay? okay. The times where they laughed the hardest were all the jokes are in the goddamn trailer. That's true. Man, Let, okay, let's let's talk about the trailer. Let's talk, let's talk about, about the, the goddamn trailer. trailer. Are we going Postmates mode on this? Yeah, we're going we're going Postmates mode. That was on the turning point for me. Yeah, because yeah, we've we've brought it up a few times on the, the podcast. Even, the movie is. The trailers for this have been, especially the one trailer, have just been... Grueling. 
utterly insufferable and had just like over although in fairness i feel like did properly prepare me for this movie because like when it was announced and we saw those first pictures of nick cage and his dracula get up it's like oh this sounds fun this sounds like it could be a good time and i feel like the trailer did a really good job of tempering my expectations because the trailer was fucking so goddamn obnoxious and weirdly bizarrely the jokes that pissed me off the most from the fucking trailer were completely removed from the actual film, which makes me wonder, did they test poorly in the trailer? Was everybody, ourselves included, me especially, complaining about the fucking Postmates line? Did they do some last-minute edits to splice in alternate takes to get some of that shit out of the movie? The answer is yes. A hundred percent. There were some terrible moments of bad ADR in Mm -hmm. this movie, and it was so clear that they kind of just chopped and tried to make this salvageable yeah. however they could well yeah in the trailer they've got aquafina has the uh, the line you're like the guy who gets the villains postmates and like we're in that scene and i'm just like gripping the arms of my chair it's like i know that line what? is fucking coming i know it's coming her name is called is Aquafina. Why? And I saw it was with a W too. Why? Why is she naming herself after a bottled water Coke product? She before she was an actress, she was a rapper. Aquafina was her rapper name. Okay. I, is she I still feel a rapper? Like I talked about this on an earlier episode. Maybe it was, is it like a bit? It was like off air. But she got in some hot water because she was doing like Asian black voice. You know, like if you tried to do like a. A black set, like, tried to oh. imitate a black person right. in a, a rap career, you would get in some hot water. Y'all remember Y'all remember Rich Brian's original name? His original rapper yes. name? Yes. <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but it's... it's you can yeah, look it up. <laughs> it's in, it's in, I mean, anybody who is, like, in their mid to late twenties, certainly remember or older certainly remembers, um, but yes. So Aquafina, I don't even. They 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 pulled they removed the the line about Postmates from the movie. The cowards. But they've ended that scene with a line that just doesn't make any sense. Right. I thought it was pretty fun. Like this was the funniest thing to happen to me and for me in the movie, and it wasn't even in the movie. It was just what happened with us and that's during the scene she sat down with renfield and uh he's they're on the couch and uh, I had to think about it for a second yeah like she she found him with a bunch of bodies around him she thought he's like a crazy murderer or whatever um but then he explains to her hey i'm dracula's familiar he essentially convinces her or whatever and then the scene ends with her saying like i don't trust you because you're you just kill people randomly. No, she says, well, because he saves, we're jumping all over the place, but he yeah. saves her life earlier in the movie in the restaurant fight scene, whatever. And she's she makes a big deal about calling him a hero. It's like, oh, we don't have many of your kind around here, blah, blah, blah. So then later, after she's found him with all the bodies that Dracula killed uh, at the fucking Assholes Anonymous meeting or whatever it's called, 
and she thinks that Renfield did it, and he explains that he's Dracula's familiar, she then is like, you're not even a hero or a villain. You're just a guy that kills random people. And then they and then moves on to the next. What what does that mean? And so in the theater, I saw you get really mad over that line. You're like, oh. yeah, I got <laughs> exasperated by that because it doesn't <laughs> I, make any sense. And I leaned over and I was like, Tease, are you mad that they removed the Postmates line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they don't. That is where they end the scene. And it's like before that, I was like, I was like, oh god, it's coming any second. It's and coming. Instead, they just replaced it with other dumb shit. Well, another thing they did from the trailer that uh, that always fucking drove me crazy was you know in that restaurant fight scene he like cuts some some dude's arms off with like a, a serving tray and a Aqua- decorated serving platter well yeah and, uh, and aquafina has lines like did i see you uh so that just happened did i see you yeah. cut off a guy's hands with a decorative serving platter and in the trailer he says it's all in the wrist and the audio of that has always bugged the shit out of me because it doesn't sound right. It feels like multiple lines, multiple it's like words. Yeah, spliced together. And in the movie, the line after she says that is he says it was the adrenaline. The shot is the same, but he mumbles it. So they literally just ADR'd it's all in the wrist and put that over. Which is weird too because like it's all in the wrist at least is like a, a bit of a joke because he cut their hands off right like at least there's like yeah some kind of word but it's like it's always the audio is in the trailer for that line sucks and it's always fucking like driven me crazy every time i see it it's, it's all in the wrist and it's like and then so i was waiting for that too <laughs> in this movie i was like well they obviously splice multiple lines together so how does that scene actually play out and it's just a completely different there, line there are other like weird bits that are oddly edited in the film too like when dracula steps in and renfield like reacts and says no like he says no off camera and that and was stuff. a weird cut. right it's a weird cut yeah like, they like cut back and forth really quick there and while while we're on the editing too um this is more of a cinematography thing but um like, man, it's a damn shame, because I thought that the blocking and, like, the gore for the action stuff was fun, and, like, the choreography was even pretty neat, and there were some creative ideas and kills, but it was so goddamn shaky! It was shot terribly! Shot yeah. terribly! You know, like, a couple I weeks ago... what the fuck was happening, and what was happening was cool! I wanted to see it! A couple weeks ago, the three of us went to see the Dungeons & Dragons movie. <sighs> I think that movie is a great example of action scenes that are incredibly well shot. I mean, because... geez, that's not the example I thought you were going to use. A couple of weeks ago, we also went and saw John Wick Four. Oh. Well, yeah, which like yes, but like I feel like that has caliber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're totally right. Like this is much closer to the D and D movie um, than John Wick Four. But like, I do feel like I. Anytime I watch a John Wick movie, I'm, like, ruined on any sort of, like, action in movies for, like, several months. Because John, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say that, like, John Wick has set, like, a new cinematic paradigm for action. Okay. And that is, like, maybe one of the most pretentious things I've said on John this Wick podcast cool, in so a long it. time. But, like, I'm serious. Like, it's so good. 
no other movies are doing action but, like John Wick. The thing but is, I, is like, like the John Wick has like really good blocking and really good choreography, and like this movie didn't have bad blocking and choreography. Like, but the but, sequencing where people are, what they're doing, like when she has to like shoot the guy and then flip back upside down and shoot him, and like it's all timed we're, like really well. But we can't see fucking shit. And that's it's what shot terribly. And yeah, that's what John Wick does right. That's what John Wick does right. Is that it? You can follow all of the action it does the shots wide and long Mm. so you can actually see what's happening and the cuts feel motivated it cuts on impact it flows so well you can perfectly track the action and this movie you can't really it's so it's so sloppily shot i I don't even expect this movie to be like john wick you know like no no no, no, no. it's all right the dnt is good because like it's like it doesn't have to be like great it doesn't be like the next fucking best thing i've ever seen in the world just like shoot it just just stay fucking still so i can see what i'm looking let the choreography and blocking inform the way you shoot it not the other way around Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't shoot just willy-nilly what they're doing like yeah make sure it makes sense with what you're shooting yeah man and they don't do that in this movie it's hard to watch it's it's frustrating too because the action was what i was most looking forward to in this movie because the trailer has been has just like primed me for okay so the quippiness and the dialogue are going to be insufferable but it looks like it's got some good gore and like some good action so at least maybe i have that to look forward to and then it's like not really though like it has it has it does have some good gore yeah it has some good gore but the two big problems with that are it's terribly shot in Mm. the action scenes and it has so much cg blood any legitimate practicals or impacts are lessened because of it. There are there are a couple of good practicals that I I will while we're giving this film its couple of of flowers. Um, I like in the uh, like the apartment courtyard fight scene where he rips the dude's arm off and, like, throws it like a spear and spears the other dude. And then the other one where he rips the guy's face off and he's got a little skeleton face and the eyes pop out and he goes, ah! It's like, that. those those are both, like, fun little campy B-movie practicals. Another one is in, like, the flashback at the beginning um, where Dracula uh, is, like, fighting the guys from the church and then he gets, like, burned... Oh, yeah, and so he's, a, he's a puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. Well, yeah, Renfield's like, are you okay? Then it cuts to this little, like, burned-up puppet. puppet, Nick Cage. is like, no. And it's like, that That was cute. And yeah. again, that was like the beginning where the movie ha- had me thinking, it's like, this might not be too bad. Maybe it'll be you know? all right. Maybe we'll have a good time. Yeah, you know, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll take me out somewhere nice, you know? And, again, we're all big fans of what we do in the shadows. Yes. Which, yeah. which is a banter rife show. Like, here's the thing. I love good banter. And what we do in the shadows fucking slaps. Like, it's almost embarrassing to compare, but you kind of have to. Because this movie's very colorful. It's sort of riding that same wave. It's got a lot of the same, same like, colored lights that, that uh, what we do It's in the doing shadows a lot of the same things aesthetically. Yeah. There's, there's um, no doubt that this movie was aesthetically influenced yes. by the and, success of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. The, and, the and show, by, specifically. Like, yeah, I thought, like, yeah. some of the, like, the colored lights and the sets look good. Like, so, cool. Go for it. More movies like that. That's fine. But the thing that really drives what we do in the shadows um, 
is the fucking super sharp wit. Like, there's some really fucking funny mile-a-minute jokes. But it's the character stuff, too. The character work is really good in what we do in The Shadows. And here, like, you're working with iconic... Like, you've got fucking Dracula. You've got Nick Cage's Dracula. You've got Renfield. Like, these are known characters and entities. And they... They have a terrible time doing anything with them other than harping on the same, like... Well, I think they get more mileage out of a cheaper budget with the show, too. Because, like, I think some of the production design, and especially costume design, looks kind of cheap in this movie. Yes. The one that looks the worst and is the most egregious to me is... I don't know if this bothered you guys as much as it did me, but Dracula's teeth. Yeah. I could it's, not stop looking at his fucking... that they oh, were that placed, good. like, lower than Nick Cage's actual teeth because he didn't have the full range of his mouth movement. Well, his gum line was all visible. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his gum I, line was entirely visible, yeah. I actually thought that was kind of fun. Like, like him, him just kind of having to just draw all his words. I, That's why the audio was so bad in the, the trailer, too, when I thought he said a bus full of children... And not cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. Yeah, because he's doing that. It's, it's funny. Like well, I thought it was. I, he I, I says unsuspecting goofy. tourists, but it sounds like Tourist. unsuspecting terrorists. Unsuspecting terrorists. I almost, I almost silly shit. I almost would have rather they just had him wear plastic vampire teeth from like the dollar yeah, store. Yeah. No, I found his teeth distracting too. And we'll we'll get to Nick Cage, uh, but I I want to double back real quick. Um, yeah, to I think the comparisons what we do in the shadows is good. Yeah. The sh- I'm talking the show specifically because it's more in the modern zeitgeist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the distinct difference in the humor of the two, aside from one just having like good jokes and the other not, <laughs> that aside is one of my biggest fucking problems with this movie is that it it never shuts up long enough for a joke yeah. to land. God, and I think that that's yeah. part of the problem is that, like, comedy relies on timing and impact the same way that action does, right? Yeah. <laughs> God, like, not only that, but tension and release. Tension and comedy. release. And when you, when you drop the punchline... You leave a beat for the laugh, right? You leave a beat for the audience to react and take in that funny joke that you just told. And the problem with this movie and one of its most Reddit-ass fucking qualities is that it never fucking shuts up. It will make a joke and then another character will comment on the joke that was just made instead of allowing you to appreciate the joke. And I think that some of the stuff in this movie could be funny if the delivery was right. Could be, but it just isn't because it just never fucking shuts up. And yes, that's 100% what it is. It's a lack of confidence. And that's what people on fucking Reddit do is they just fucking quip, 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 and don't fucking shut up. Right. And yeah, but like it's almost well, like generous to call them jokes. Like most of the comedy in this movie is observational bullshit. Where like yeah, she's like, oh my, Aquafina's like, oh yeah, my my sister, uh, or you know, I I love my sister even though one time I called her a a a, 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 a cunt at grandmother's gr- gathering. Yeah, and I was like. The, a grandma's funeral grandma's or something funeral like that. It's like, yeah. It's it's just a thing that happened once. It's not really a joke, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Well, yeah, and, like, a, a good example that we can once again pull from the trailer that was something that annoyed the shit out of me in the trailer, and it did annoy the shit out of me in the movie as well, is where he's at, like, one of these meetings, and the the guy who's running the meeting asks him, like, uh, like, what would happen if, like, you didn't cater to your boss's every need or whatever? And Renfield is like... Oh, he won't grow to full power. And in the setting, that is, that's a weird thing to say, right? That's the joke. All you have to do for that joke to land, even a little bit, is just cut to the guy's face, like, kind of being, like, quizzical, and then, like, moving on. Yeah. But instead, the movie has to be like, yes, that's right. Oh, wait, why did you say that like that? That's such a weird way to phrase that. But yeah, you're right. Another character chimes in, yeah, it's right. He won't chime to full power. Uh, yeah, like, And like, then like more people jabber. And it's just like, uh, yeah, everyone's always talking. See, honestly, this whole quippiness, you know, gave me bad flashbacks of reading like shitty spec scripts in film school. Because like this is exactly how bad first drafts of scripts would come out and i almost feel like robert kirkman because he's such a big name probably didn't get enough pushback with the script and it didn't get enough edits because of that because he's a name with clout yep um and this movie desperately needed someone because you know what i bet it almost feels like a first draft yeah some of these dialogue points probably read better on the page in like a comic book than they do in a movie because the physical act of saying these you can't brush off people's responses as asides when they're said out loud you know like you can in a comic book it's just brutal because it goes on and on and just like another great example of like just hammering a joke into the fucking ground ska. is the ska, the ska thing reference. You know, like when they first introduced the Codependence Anonymous meeting, one of the women there is talking about her boyfriend who's really into ska and they banter about well, it for way too fucking long. Well, okay, so... Leaning into that, she's talking about, you know, she's describing, like, a typical, like, codependent abusive relationship. And then, like, sort of at the end of that, the joke is like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's also, like, weirdly in, like, into ska. And it's like, that on its own, that's one of the few things that, like, got a little bit of a chuckle out of me. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, he's an asshole and also is, Scott's like, has been dead for, like, two decades Right, now. exactly. Not even one. But then the movie decides, like, oh, yeah, you thought that joke was funny? Well, prepare for it to not be funny for the next ten minutes. But these people love callbacks. Let's keep calling it back. So, yeah, then we cut to the fucking boyfriend who is, like, a drug dealer, and he's stolen a bunch of cocaine from this crime family who we haven't even mentioned. Jesus. Um, whatever. But yeah, so, like, this, this guy and, like, his friends are, 
like they're like ska punks. Yeah. And See, I, I almost feel like if that would have just been a passing reference in the meeting, and then they're all dressed up with like the checkered bands and like the 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 stripes, that would be funny. However, yes, as a visual, as know, a purely visual gag yes. that is never acknowledged by any by yeah. any of the characters. The fact that it follows like five minutes of ska banter. Where they're talking about that's the thing with the horns, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Do. Yeah, one kid. Yeah, that. she's like, she's like, that's the the genre that's like ninety nine percent horns, right? Again, God, it's just such a fucking Reddit ass thing to do. Uh... But yeah, and then it's like we see their hideout, and like they've got a sticker on the outside that says "Sky isn't." dead and then later aquafina comes back to like look for clues there and there's like ska lyrics like spray painted on the wall and aquafina's like those are ska lyrics and it's like oh my and then, god and then her cohort says something about ska also well yeah he like, says it just keeps going yeah it's just it's just fucking interminable yeah. and, um, and again like a callback to it is is kind of cute but like they keep calling like throughout the scene, and like, and that's it's the best thing that they have. Also, like, they're proud of it. I, it's like it's kind of funny, but again, like Scott's been dead for like two decades, not even one. I right? gotta, I gotta take this, I gotta take this moment to to do like a weird, uh, like niche complaint. Is that one of the ska punks is wearing a vest, and he's got like some patches sewn onto it, and like he's wearing a shirt that says like NYC ska. And it's like the patches are like checker patterns and um, there's like a couple of ska bands and shit. And then just like on like the the breast, he's got a fucking cannibal corpse patch. What? And like that just that I saw that and I was just like, you know, cannibal like, corpse, the ska band. <laughs> it's I like, love cannibal corpse. I love the horns. The section. horns are so good. It's like nine. Dude, cannibal corpse is like 90 percent horns. <laughs> It's just like it's one of those things. It's one of the, it's like it's like such a, a stupid little minor detail, but it's like very specifically like catered to my interests. I'm just like cannibal corpse. There, what overlap is there between a cannibal corpse fan and a ska fan? Is it like haha random? Is it like set four levels deep? Because I don't maybe I don't what think like so. yeah. Is it on yeah? What level of irony is it on? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not there, but it just. Well, there. no, it's just the costume designer being bad. But yeah, another, that, that's what it reads Another to example, me, yeah. the costume designer being bad. Did you notice that during the Codependence Anonymous meeting, uh, outside of Nicholas Holt Renfield's costume, none of the other characters' costumes change at all? Yep. Every time they cut back to the Codependence Anonymous meeting. Oh, it's all supposed to be different they, meetings. They, they, yeah. They just shot but it all they're all. But they the shot it all in the same costume. day. Even yeah. when they come back from the dead at the end. Whoa. Like, like they were it all, was like, ripped apart. me. They were all the ripped movie. apart. I actually and, like, didn't notice that, but you're totally right. were, like, right. super yeah. bloodied or whatever. And it's like, okay, does Dracula's blood, like, also take all the rips and blood out of their clothes? Like, do they just, like, come back? Again, it's, it's almost cinema sensi, right? Like, but... But it's it's fucking lazy, yeah. Well, they, like, he goes back to the meeting multiple days before they get killed, even. Yeah, it's over and like days like, and weeks. Um, it's so clear we, they just shot it all in one day. While we're harping on this meeting, I had one <laughs> other thing I wanted to dig into a little bit. So I'm like aggressively yeah. pointing at the table. Um, but uh, 
the reason why it's it's codependency anonymous, a thing that likely doesn't exist. Um, I mean, codependency is like it's bad. You should get out. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not called. Agree with all of that. Like it's not called codependency. Not it's it's a codependency like support meeting that's done through like some church. Right, but like there probably are similar meetings that exist. but whatever. Yeah, but like it's like the reason why they did that and not just what a more common meeting would be is like the more common like alternative is just a meeting about abuse. Right. It's like, Oh, Hey, like this is our chance to share and talk about like our abuse and like deal with these like legitimate issues. But they don't, like, but they, they couldn't do that because that would be trivial, trivializing abuse. Right? Well, yeah, they don't, so they, they don't have to want pick, it... like a shitty middle ground that isn't funny. It's a comedy, still, it's a comedy be, like... film. So they don't want to get like too dark with well, it. I, well, yeah, you know? but, it, but it's like, I, I feel like it's, it's outside of than... like the cartoon gore. Well, that's, that's what I don't like about it is that it, it, it feels less like they didn't want to do it for tone, but more like out of, um, I don't want to say cowardice, but like I, they they couldn't they couldn't like carry it all the way through. So instead, they pick this weird middle ground where it's not really funny either, but they're still looking to be like patted on the back because the film ends with a big grayish sunshine coming down and being like, yeah. "I dealt with my codependency." You Isn't know, it great. It's like there wasn't really a joke there. It's just like. Aren't we cool? We we dealt. We he, literally, he literally you know, defeats Dracula through self actualization. And like, it's like that could that it's, could almost be fun. And and you know you know what though like you you do bring up something that I think is a really good point that I hadn't quite like connected before is that outside of the cartoon gore and the swears, this movie could be easily PG thirteen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like thematically, like the jokes, like the there's there's no like raunchy like sex jokes. There's nothing that's like inappropriate. Like all they would have to do is trim the shits and fucks out of it and like remove all of the gore and this would easily be a PG-13 it's, movie. PG maybe even. Like is- and that is like it is it's totally uh pun intended it's toothless. It's it's edgy for normies. Not even. Yeah. Not even. Like... It, no, I, I don't even think this is edgy for normies. Just it's because totally, of, like, the violence, I guess. It's, yeah, but... it's totally toothless. Like, the violence is for... Is to give it the semblance of being, like, a fun, R-rated comedy horror. But, like, otherwise, it's, like... The the movie doesn't have anything to say... It's a Dracula movie and it doesn't have any bite. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would probably be PG-13 just because of quote-unquote, the drugs yeah, sure. in the movie, which is a whole can of worms that we can get into if you guys want, but... I mean, in terms of, like, the drugs and, like, the crime family, I will say one of the small rays of light in the movie is I think Ben Schwartz is pretty fun. Yeah, he, he's given I, some bad dialogue. He's given, I hate yeah. when he's going through the... Uh, drunk driving checkpoint where Aquafina is working and the first thing he does is yell his own name. Yeah. He's as a punchline to the setup. But like the setup is bad. It's like, oh, you know, like that's so and so. The guy goes, even though like the car is like super recognizable, the other Teddy Teddy Lobo, the Lobos are the big crime family in New Orleans. That's a Lobo. And then the guy just shouts, I'm Teddy Lobo. I'm Teddy Lobo. And Aquafina's like, I think it's him. 
you know oh god i i think i think he is i think he's doing a lot with what he's yeah. given well, like he, he's he he follows that up with a funny uh, an actually funny bit and that's she she spots the drugs in the car he grabs them and he leaps out of the car running with them saying i've got a prescription for these that's kind of funny like and he's running and he's he's kind of gangly so he's pretty goofy when he's Yeah, I think I think he's play. I think he's giving a great performance. Mm-hmm. I I think that he's he's doing the best that he can with yeah. what he's got. Um and I mean he's Ben Schwartz is always pretty funny. I, he's he's got he's got like a good physical see, I would also like he's actually uh, reprising his role from Sonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> got to go fast. Yeah, why do you think he's got to go fast? Well, How, what do you Sonic? think helps him go fast? Wait, is he Sonic? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic. Yeah. The cocaine yeah. makes The him cocaine, go fast. yeah. So, speaking of that actually, I in the scene I thought of a, a funnier way to end it. Like, as it was happening, I was like... Instead oh, of Aquafina throwing her police baton at yeah, him. Yeah, she throws her police baton at me and knocks him out. Okay, cool. But, like, he's running, and when he's running, and he's, he's throwing these big bricks of cocaine around, and he throws one behind him, and it hits the, 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 the other police officer in the face, and it spreads cocaine all over his face. He says, yep, that's cocaine. Ah, we're observing what's happening. Yep. Real funny. Uh, and he keeps running. And for a second, I thought, oh, he's kind of a heavy set dude, and he was falling back. Wouldn't it be really funny if Aquafina thinks he's going to get away, and then suddenly her partner just takes up on... And, and he's just, outpaces he just her. He's, yeah. the face. he's really fast now, and he can take him out and, and, and barrel him down. That would have been funny. That would have been a dumb, a dumb funny bit. Yeah, yeah I, but instead I, she like, takes her baton and just kind of throws it I at agree him. with you. Much be- a much better way to end that right, scene. Right, set up punchline. Um, Boom. Like, I, uh, I, I did, like, on the on the subject of Ben Schwartz and cocaine, one little detail that I did kind of like, despite the fact that this came fully in the point of the movie that I was just desperate for it to be over. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end, when they go have their showdown at the drug mansion or whatever, and Ben Schwartz reveals that he's become uh, Dracula's new familiar... Uh, Funny idea. I mean, yeah, pretty pretty telegraphed, but um, where where he has the thing where he put he puts his ha- hand up to his face and a centipede crawls out of his sleeve. Because cool, w- what we haven't set up is what gives the familiars their powers. They have to eat bugs, yeah, and the then they whatever, and they get like superpower. They get a little mm-hmm. bit of Dracula's power. Um, but a centipede crawls out of his sleeve onto his hand, and he snorts the centipede like a line of coke. Which is funny. I thought that was a fun little visual gag, but again, it comes in a point of the movie where I was just having such a bad time and just, like, wanted this thing to be over so, so, so badly that it wasn't even able to get a laugh well, out So of the me. problem is, is that, like, you know, like our, our our back and forth thing really says it all. Like I, you know, I think it is a funny idea that Renfield is dealing with trying to get out of this relationship, and here comes this other like guy who's used to being already in toxic stuff or whatever, and he matches Dracula's goals. Yeah. Um. And so Dracula obviously takes him in instead, and he becomes like the new familiar. That's cute. He's replaced him with someone else. He has to fight his replacement. I like that. That's that's all fine or whatever structurally. The problem is, is the movie doesn't let it just be structural. It it keeps treating us like idiots and just reinforcing it and reinforcing it and reinforcing it. So it's so telegraphed. But if the movie hadn't done that, if it just shut the fuck up and like let those things happen, it would have landed great. I would have loved it. Uh, beyond that, though, like it's not just Ben Schwartz that becomes a familiar. It's the whole gang. Yeah, the whole squad. And like, I hate to sound cinemasinsy or nitpicky, but like. If Dracula could have a whole gang of familiars to begin with, 
Why didn't he? Why didn't he from the beginning? Why did he... What? Maybe... What? Like, what? Well, I think... Honestly, I think that's okay. Like, the opinion... Like, the way you can just write that off is... That I mean, Dracula I guess... has, in the past, he's been thwarted by the church. He's whatever. They set that up. And he's Renfield been is in, just the only one yeah, who's actually stuck around. He's been in hiding. Part of the theme of the movie... Uh, theme is the wrong word. But part of the plot is he's like, I've been skulking in the shadows for too long. My new aspiration is world domination, baby. Mm. And so, like... That's when, oh, now he can just make a billion familiars. Honestly, he I think... He just didn't feel like it. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it. I. what I think it does is it kind of depletes the... Uh, lowers the stakes. It, well, it, stakes. It, lowers, it lowers the stakes, kind of, but yeah, it, depl- it depletes, like, the special aspect of, like, being a familiar, right? Like, we've seen... Renfield do all this crazy shit you know he has these superpowers from eating bugs thanks to Dracula so it's like okay Ben Schwartz is one too so now they have a standoff and they do in the movie but there's also just like a bunch of other ones that all go down really easily like Aquafina just like shoots them and they die but she shoots Ben Schwartz a bunch of times and he doesn't die but they have the same powers, right. so they, already, they were gangsters who worked for the Lobos family. So like they could have just well, they could have just been henchmen. They didn't need to right. be familiars. You they could have just been yeah. Tease like the the henchmen ate the little tiny bugs, but Ben Schwartz. Oh, like, but he ate the centipede. So if the bug centipede. is bigger, then the power bigger. Too. I mean, duh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, while we are on our cinema scene, wait till they find out about. Uh, <laughs> Hercules Beatles. <laughs> while while we are on our cinemason shit, some other thing that just bugged me. Wait till they find out about shrimp. Sorry. Um, it, this is the kind of thing that I would totally give a pass to if the movie were good, but because it's bad, it bothered me as well. Compounded. Is that this film is set in a universe where Dracula exists? Right? Is real. But also, he is a part of popular culture like he is in our, like in the real world. That doesn't make any sense to me. Again, it's a, like a super minor thing that I would totally ignore if the movie was entertaining, but that. Everybody knows who Dracula is. Everyone's like, oh, wait, you're Count Dracula's servant? How do people know about him? If he's actually real and has like been hiding in the shadow, like have there still been like have there still tangle. been yeah, that's fine. have there still that. been like all of the movies made about him? Like, does Bella Lugosi exist in this universe? Sure, why not? Again, it's a stupid fucking little thing. But see, <laughs> that would be I, a fun avenue to explore, though, because it that just, has it annoyed like, me so specificity much. to the world, like. Dracula being petty about, like, these imitation Draculas that keep popping up in pop culture. Yeah, but he's yeah, the Yeah, that, that would oh, be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there could be the, a bit where he and Renfield are, like, out walking, like, the streets, you know. At, 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 it's, it's on Hall- It's on Halloween, and they're out, like, walking the streets, and they can bump into some dude and be like, Hey, nice costume, man! Yeah. And then they look over, and it's like, oh, there's another guy dressed as Dracula. And then there's another guy dressed as Dracula. Have they done that on what they do, we do in the shadows, too? Like, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? Okay, let's talk about Nick Cage. Let's talk about 
Nick, Nick Cage is Dracula. Um, I think he is good in this movie. He makes the whole thing more bearable. He does the most with the material he's given. His accent? I, terrible. Yeah. Which was funny. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I, I liked this act. Like, he his, he his, knew like, the assignment, though. Yeah. I think yeah. a terrible accent for this movie. His port of right. call was New Orleans, and he was there. Wow. Um, <laughs> and Werner Herzog has also done a Dracula film, Nosferatu. Anyway, I think, Ben, you and I were, were saying this after the movie while Cleveland was in the bathroom. Nick Cage as a presence, I think, is diminished when he's in on the joke. I think the problem is that people try to be like, try to cast Nick Cage the meme in their movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's always less successful. Now, I have not seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, but that is the number one thing that has turned me off of that movie and made me not want to see it is because Nick Cage is playing himself. And every great berserk Nick Cage role that we all know and love are all in relatively serious films. See, and the problem here is the joke is that it's Nick Cage. The yes. joke is not the particular of the Nick Cage performance. Right. It's always that it's the joke is that it is Nick Cage. And the movie leans so heavily on that is like, hey, this is Dracula, but it's actually Nick Cage. Isn't that funny? And turns out not really. No, no and it's like not. I said, like he makes the most out of the material given. Like he has some really good deliveries that are really funny. Nick Cage does not phone kind. it in. Nick yeah. Cage does not phone yeah, it in as an actor. He takes every role seriously. He, he takes, like, really funny, like, pauses for emphasis and, like, really puts the puts the seasoning into moments at times in ways that I, I don't think other actors would. I, hate, I think that's great. I hate the shit that he's saying, but I love the way that he's saying A hundred percent. Yes. And I think that that salvages a little bit, but it doesn't say not that. enough. Not enough to make it a good movie no, or no. even worth watching, in my opinion. But it didn't prevent me from pulling my eyes out. I think. Yeah. Um. So I have seen *Unbearable Way of Massive Talent*, and I thought it was all right. I went into it with really low expectations, like with that mentality. Yeah. But like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Whatever. I'll um, be watching that on a plane. And what I'll tell you is. Best thing about that movie, Pedro Pascal. I believe that his, his role is the funniest thing about that movie. I believe that because, like, again, like think of think of like the iconic Nick Cage performances that everybody loves. You know, Mandy, very serious film. <laughs> um, I mean, fucking vampires. Vampires kiss. kiss. Is like, so extreme and, and off the chart on the camp level, but like. It wasn't him doing a meme. Right. You know? The joke wasn't Nick Cage is in this movie. It's Nick Cage is giving a batshit performance. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think same with, like, Bad Lieutenant. Um, And, like, geez, if we want to go to the far end of the spectrum, like, leaving Las Vegas, which is just, like, an obscenely depressing film, but he's so good at it. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing, like... 
bad lieutenant for to call New New Orleans. He's giving a very extreme performance, but it's a very legitimately good performance. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Nick Cage takes everything that he's doing seriously. Mm-hmm. Like he's a serious actor. He. Like, that's why we get such, like, bizarre, over-the-top performances from him is because he's so, like, completely dedicated to what he's doing and in it. And, like, that's just, like, he doesn't have the room to do that kind of shit when the joke is that it's Nicolas Cage. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's not room for him to really give a, like, crazy, bizarre, over-the-top performance. I, I think it's... Because it's his same presence issue. is the joke. And yeah, it's, it's, it keeps being reiterated. Yeah. You know, just like everything else in this movie. Like, it, it keeps hammering it in. It's like, hey, idiot, guess what? It's Nicolas Cage. You love Nicolas Cage, right? Here he is. Here's Nicolas Cage. I will say... Nicolas Cage. And, like, normally, I would say that it's a good thing. They got good use out of him. Whatever, like he did, he chewed the scenery at least. I didn't mind it so much. The one, but I, I, I see what you mean. The one exception to that rule, I think, it was not a movie, but it was the <laughs> way back in in the good old days when SNL was still good. Andy Samberg used to do the Nick Cage thing on Weekend Update, and then one time they had Nick Cage come on and do it with him. That's the one example mm-hmm. of when Nick Cage was in on the joke and it was funny. That's it. <laughs> See, but that like, never been never been done since. That's what I meant about this movie feeling like mid twenty tens because th- this movie feels like out of that time period. Yeah, right. Like it feels like that brand of Nick Cage as Nick Cage. Nick Cage humor. being a meme. Yeah, I, I would. If unbearable weight of massive massive talent didn't exist, I would. I would wholeheartedly agree with you, but it honestly, this just kind of like feels like it's riding off of whatever energy that is. It's both, but um, I, I hope that people will stop making Nicolas Cage meme movies. I, I, are we, do we have anything else to say about this thing? I think, uh, maybe we haven't really talked about the story at all. It doesn't really fucking matter. No, it's yeah. he, he literally fucking self-actuates himself into defeating Dracula at the end. Um, I will say, I mentioned it early in the, in our conversation, but like this movie is chock full of like therapy speak. Yeah. And I think it's terrible. It's so annoying. It's so of this time too. Like, I feel like that has spread all over culture lately and it's so annoying to me. Yeah, because you're not like, really saying what you mean. People like breaking up with their friends, being like, "I just don't have the capacity in my life to give you what you need as a friend." So I think it's probably best if we um, just really focus on ourselves and go our separate ways. Like it's just like I need to hold space for myself. I need to hold space for myself. It's like. If you don't want to be friends with somebody anymore, just like let yourself naturally drift apart. Like don't don't break up with your friend like a fucking psycho. Yeah, sorry. This movie is this movie is full of that same kind of speak and like yes. It's never delivered as jokes. No, it's Rarely. all to- it's all totally so it's if there's if there's anything serious about the movie, it is like it is the message that you are enough. 
in like the most condescending way possible. Like he literally sits on top of Dracula and punches him in the face over and over saying like I am enough. Like <laughs> I deserve I deserve happiness. I deserve happiness. Uh, like it's just like <laughs> He he fucking self-actualized himself into defeating Dracula, and it's not funny, it's not inspiring. It just is. It just, it it's, fr- it's annoying. <laughs> it's fucking frustrating. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, we're just seeing what's going on. He's in, he's in the self-help group, he self-actualizes, the movie ends. And, like, I just, I, you can do, you can, you can, I'm telling you, you can work comedy into any of that. Like, the, the things that are happening aren't the problem. It's just that the, all the dialogue is just observing what's happening without, yeah. like, make, turning it into a joke. Um, and uh, it's a shame, too, because there's another missed opportunity that comes during the same sequence. The film opens with, uh, after we get the, the wonderful lead-in uh, with all the classic Bela Lugosi, like, shot recreations, which are really faithful, by the way. Yes! Um, uh, we get a scene where Dracula is attacked by vampire hunters and a priest... And he, they trap him in a ring of salt. He reads the words, and they, they, the, the blue, a protective, cir- a protective bl- circle, blue magic circle. He can't get him, out of it. Yeah, and they give Renfield the opportunity, like, hey, you can redeem yourself. Let's trap Dracula forever, and Renfield frees him. Cool. We've set up how these rings work mechanically. I'm all on board. I get it. We can call back to it later. They're in the car on the way. They there. do call back to it later. They do. So they're in the car on the way there, and they're like, oh yeah, we gotta grab bugs. We gotta grab steaks, but uh, maybe a protective ring. And they're like, we don't have time. And it's like, oh, it's kind of weird because, like, we've seen that that shit is effective before, but whatever. Cool. It's like the, it would be, it's like the, literally the only, like, magic they have, yeah. like, against, Dr- that they can, like, help them defeat Dracula. But, sure, whatever, we need to move on. So, like, we move on to the scene, right? And he literally, and- he literally says that all they need for it is, uh, powder and to say the right Latin words. And to say the right Latin words. And Aquafina right. is like, we don't have time for that. Right. No, no, but that is true. Like, he, he then reiterates, sets it up again, because we're all idiots. Um, and we need everything told to us three times to remember it. Uh, yeah, like, you need a, a powder, I forget what kind, and, uh, uh, and they don't read the right words. They don't specify. Yeah. But what Be- they do specify is that you need to read the right words. Yes. And that is important. Because then, action breaks out. We think all is lost, he's about to kill him, and then suddenly, boom, Dracula is just suddenly trapped in the blue circle. And, like, did I miss something? Or did she not read the words? You missed nothing. Because we didn't see her... Because it had to be a surprise, we didn't see her setting it up. And it's so horribly, like, edited and paced or whatever. Like, you could... Like, you don't... Like, we don't have to see the setup. It can come as a surprise, but we need to have her, like, flying towards him and her saying the Latin. Right, I mean, or something, because like, her, or just say you need the ring, and that's it. We get well, a she, shot of her. She looks the cocaine. She looks at the cocaine. She ends up trapping him enough. in a ring of cocaine. That's fine because yeah, but, but you need to execute with the rules you laid out, like just and have her say. Well, like, we didn't. Like, we didn't hear her saying the magic words because we were too busy watching Renfield self-actualize uh, himself into Dracula's face. We and, get one of the worst jokes. Right after that. Wiccan Tumblr. Oh my god, that gave me yeah. pain. Right, but like, also like... I man. almost walked out. <laughs> I almost walked out. <laughs> and, like, he's trapped in the circle, and they got him, and he was like, oh, how did you do it? And she's like, well, the cocaine, which, honestly, kind of funny. 
They use cocaine for the serpent. It's like, oh, I guess it can be any kind of powder. Yeah, okay, that's funny. Cocaine's a powder, whatever. Drugs are funny and edgy. Sure, what? Who cares? Why not? Sure. There's a bunch of cocaine and they need some powder, so they're creating a magic circle out of it. But yeah, she's like, yeah, I looked up. It was, uh, the incantation was actually pretty easy to find. I just, I found it on Wiccan Tumblr. When? Good question. They were fighting the whole time. Like, we could have gotten, like, her looking at the cocaine and then her, like, frantically scrawling on her phone. That would be fun. She's kind of fumbling. Oh my god, she can you're gonna find in time. Yeah. Why is she on where we as the youngster going, why is she on her phone? It's good. And then, you know, like he goes through it, she says the words and whatever. But like it's just it's there's a good joke in that, and it's so horribly bungled, like it doesn't land, and then um uh then you get the whole Wiccan Tumblr thing. And like and then they keep iterating on it. Because it doesn't stop with her saying I found it on a Wiccan Tumblr. Then he has to say something. He's like, thanks, Wiccan Tumblr. And then something like, else. And it's just like, It's man. like, can't just be a one-off. It's like, you gotta repeat it over and over. Another... Everyone's commenting. My last little dumb thing that annoyed me is another joke that I thought didn't land. Is that when they've got him trapped in the magic circle or whatever, and they've, they're they getting their torture implements to beat the fucking piss out of him or whatever. They're like, any last words? And he throws up the fucking horns and says, Hail Satan. Why? <laughs> well, it's also a bummer, too. I was, I was a little annoyed. Because it's like, like, he, he's, he doesn't just say Hail Satan. He goes, Hail Satan! And he's about to do like a Nicolas Cage. I'm Nicolas Cage! You know, kind of voice thing. But then they knock his head off or whatever before. But it's like what? It's like uh, why does Dracula throw up a hail Satan at the very end? Like there's been there's been no other reference to like Satanism or he hates the church. He hates the church and he's a demon. Like okay, so he gets his powers from Satan, whatever. But there's like that's it's just it's it's just never like even mentioned in the rest of the movie. It's weird too because like the movie has jokes about ska. Like okay, throw in some Dracula loves metal. Yeah, Nicolas Cage dancing to metal. Dracula's oh my like, god! I Dracula's a fucking Dracula's like a Slayer fan or something. Oh yeah, it'd be bad you metal know? too. That's funny. Yeah, uh, like any genre. Well, Slayer is good. Hey, you watch your goddamn mouth. Watch your goddamn mouth. Of Slayer okay, is. Everyone to Slayer. I don't really have an opinion, but fine. it would be even funnier Whatever. though. If yeah, Slayer they had is a, good. Is like some of the best. If they had a sequence of Dracula dancing to ska music. Yeah. No, that, that or Dracula skanking. <laughs> no, that would have been the most annoying shit. I would have, I would have much like the fucking hail Satan at the end would have made so much more sense contextually if like when Renfield fucking. Uh, was like dragging some bodies back into the lair or whatever. Dracula's like sitting there listening to like raining blood on a fucking like shitty little boombox or something like that. That's all that it. That's all that we would have fucking needed. It's a blood joke too. Mm-hmm. Like, and then and then at the end he says, "Hail Satan!" It's like okay cute funny he's a dracula's a metalhead doesn't make sense yeah. for him well he's also he's an agent of the devil he's an agent of the devil he got his powers from satan it's like at least there would have been some context for it but in the rest of this movie there's nothing like he's he's the very like 
like posh regal aristocratic dracula that like you know the bella lugosi dracula right like that is how he plays it so to have him throw up a double horn to do hail satan as he's getting like bludgeoned to death with medieval weaponry it's just fucking stupid can we can we be done with this can we be done with this um uh bad two out of five stars i don't recommend it (laughs) I'm thinking vampires suck. <laughs> uh, one and a half out of five. Not even Nick Cage could save this. Yeah, one star for Nick Cage and one star for like the sets and uh, choreography, but absolutely no more because it was so poorly shot. I couldn't see what the cool choreography even was. So that's a two for you? Yeah, it's a two. All right. Well, that will give Renfield... <laughs> An average of 1.8 out of 5. Definitely, I don't know about you guys, but definitely the worst film of the year so far for me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, no contest. I didn't expect uh, to like the M. Night Shyamalan movie more than this. I like I like Scream are. Six more than this. Yeah, yeah, this was this was fucking dreadful. Oh, Scream Six was definitely better. Yeah, yeah. and and Knock at the Cabin both, both of them. <laughs> this one sucked. Yeah. Um. Again, at least in Knock at the Cabin, you know, like our our boy John Batista like gives a good. Uh, it's Dave. I, I love John Batista. I love John. Batista, I love John Batista. He, uh, what, man, how he, he gives like a bro, good performance. What if? Pressure. What if instead of Nicholas Holt in this movie as Renfield, it was Big John Batista? And then also, <laughs> honestly, I think John Batista as Dracula in this movie would have been great. Cast oh, him as everybody. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like he doesn't have the meme baggage of Nick Cage. But I think he could have given a similarly batshit performance. We've never had a buff Dracula before. Dude, hey, I would, you know what I would also We've say, never had a buff right? Dracula. Yeah. Dave Batista, Big Dave, Big Big D, Big Dracula, Batista. Big Dracula, oh, Batista. Batista. Yeah. Be great. Whoa. You know who else I would have taken for a meet Dracula? John Cena, man. John Cena would have been fine, too. Either one, you know? John Cena is too much of a, a shoot face, though. No, 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 no. no. Dude, John I'm, Cena as Renfield... Dave Batista as Dracula. There we awesome. go. Same movie. Mm-hmm. Keep the, the Battle of the Beefy Boys. Who do we replace Aquafina with, though? <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah, we're done. But um, mm-hmm. next week is uh, Bo's not afraid. Yeah. Or Bo is afraid. Bo is afraid. I'm not afraid of Bo is afraid. <laughs> God damn, man. Um, this movie has been fucking absolutely buried in marketing. Uh, we've been getting some preliminary reviews. Critics are hating it, which has got me more excited. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I just didn't I, get a lot out of the trailer. I don't, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I know it's Bro. fucking long as hell. I love Hereditary. I love Midsummer. I love like, Ari Aster. I have a lot of trust in Ari Aster. Some, great, some great critics are capable of terrible work. Some critics so we'll are. Uh, I've seen multiple critics calling this a career ruining film. That's Hell nice. yeah! And saying, Hell yeah! And saying that A twenty four should never have let Ari Aster get away with this. I've heard comparisons wow. to Darren Aronofsky's Mother. 
as well Thumbs as uh, David Robert Mitchell's uh, under, under the Silver, under the Lake. silver Lake. Thumbs up. Silver Lake is good. Under Both the Silver Lake fucking good. rules. Yeah. Mother Both movies are good. Mother stinks. Under the Silver Lake, great. Mother is actually pretty good. It's you actually to our premiere our, episode. Our very first episode. Don't. It's probably bad. Also, Ben is wrong. Movie sucks. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's actually a bad movie. You're a pleb. But under the <laughs> but under the Silver Lake, yeah. David Robert Mitchell. Is, that's that movie's good. It is. So I hope that's that, one thing we can agree on. Like I hope that Bo is afraid is more in that camp than Mother, but it's got it's contentious. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope we get a spicy episode out of it. We'll see. It'll I, be very funny if one of us hates it. It will be. <laughs> I I kind of don't think that's gonna happen, but it would be funny. We'll see though. Um. I've, I forgot to do the sponsor shelf rituals again. Um, All right, real quick. Speed sponsor shelf. We're doing a sponsor speed run. Oh, there is a... There, that's what I was saying. I forgot, empty. I right, forgot okay. to do the rituals. Sponsor Seinfeld. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 field, the fields of gold. Reinfeld. <laughs> yep, let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, if you like the show... Leave us a five stars where on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Ooh, geez, I'm I'm struggling. Um, You've yeah, gone through most of that forty. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/PodPeoplePod. Um, I realize, mea culpa, I forgot to shout out our honorary Pod Boys on the last episode. I've Shout brought, out us twice. I've brought great dishonor to myself. Yeah. I've brought great dishonor to myself and to the podcast. So I want to take a special moment to shout out our honorary pod boys. Moment of silence. Sam. Wait. Zach. <laughs> Micah. Followed up. Sam, Zach, and Micah. Yeah, honorary there pod we go. boys. Okay. Shout out. You got, the du- you got double shout out because I fucked up last time. If you want to be like them... Patreon.com slash pod people pod. Twitter, also, whatever, same deal, letterboxed. That's where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake, streaming at twitch.tv slash some spooky snake. Snake. Spooky Saturdays. For the sake of snake, you're streaming. The sake of the snake. Mm -hmm. That's what I should start calling the streams. The sake of the snake. It's all at stake. Yeah, but uh, joining our Patreon will give you Discord access at the right tiers. Yes. And we are building a nice little community there. A uh, nice little film chat whenever. We pop in. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe even streams occasionally exclusive to Discord. So, uh, you know, join the Patreon. Hop on in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. Man, fuck Twitter. I've been saying Correct. it for a minute. Uh, much like NPR, you can't find me on Twitter anymore. <laughs> um, uh, I, I haven't been labeled as also, state media, Also, though. much like NPR, this podcast is state, state media. media. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can... Uh, uh, but you can find me, uh, or and you can't. Don't try to find me. Uh, but you can find my work. Uh, what state-affiliated media? 
Drenix P. The Chinese Communist Party. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, why not? This is this is a this is a Chinese podcast. <laughs> G Gang. Speaking of John Cena. Speaking of John Cena, my boy knows Mandarin. G Gang, rise up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm doing the face thing that he does. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, can't see me. Can't see me. Uh, yeah. Um, you can find my work uh, in any of uh, Dread XP's games. Uh, there's some cool games out there. Go get ready for Sucker for Love First Date. Go get ready for MFN. Go get ready for Amanda the Adventurer. Horadora the Explorer. It looks fucking rad. <laughs> get excited. Uh, dude, no. Uh, I, w- I-, I will say, though, the live action stuff in, uh, in that is done by the WNUF director, and it's fucking sick. Oh, my God. There's well, some cool you should, sequences in it. You should pick that for the podcast. The video game? Oh, no, WNUF? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. WNUF fucking slaps. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, go go check out our stuff. I mean, yeah, Mandy Adventure is fucking dope. Well, I, boys, we are enough, and I've had enough of this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>